Good afternoon, everybody. This is Darren, and you guys are tuned into Katie and Kay. Um, and it's time for the segment called Ask the Vet. Um, my name is Darren. Like I said, I'm one of the veterinary technicians that works at Alpine Animal Hospital here in Carbondale. Um, and today I have with me Dr. Marin, and we are talking about pet insurance. How's it going today, Dr. Marin? It is going great. Thanks for uh, meeting me here today so we can talk about pet insurance, pet health insurance, and give some information to our listeners. Yeah, for sure. Uh, This was a really interesting topic that I was really excited to talk about. Um, I feel like it's one of those things that not very many people um, know about just like offhand. Um, so it's it's kind of awesome to have this information so we can put it out there to the public so um, people can, you know, get that information. And if they would like to pursue that, you know, kind of go through that for sure. Um, And as a reminder to you all out there, um, this is a call-in show. So if you have any veterinary-related questions, uh, you can go ahead and give us a call here at 970-963-2976. So uh, pet insurance is, or I should kind of just start out by saying the word health insurance is, uh, it's pretty weighted. There's a lot of um, emotions out there about it. In the human medical world, it's something that we all kind of have to deal with um, begrudgingly because of all the third parties. And <clears throat> I think that can sometimes influence the perception that why would we want to do that uh, for pets? So what what would you say about that? I, I, I 100% agree. Um Because I feel like, especially when you're talking about the human side of it, there's so much more intricacy to it as far as like, am I in network? Is this doctor in network? Is this, you know, is this one thing covered on the bill or that sort of thing? So I definitely agree that it's um, something that is is a bit of a, I guess, touchy subject because, you know, there's there's a lot of there's not really a whole lot of information that is just readily available, just kind of common knowledge to us for it. So yeah, I totally agree with that. So why would a pet owner consider or want to get pet health insurance? So um, I did a little bit of research and, you know, kind of one of the biggest things um, is that we definitely want to have, um, you know, some of that savings on the medical costs. Um, a lot of those pet insurance companies allow you to build a plan, um, you know, that fits your needs. So if you need something that's like just accident illness, or if you want something that um, includes some of that wellness stuff, as far as like your annual physicals, vaccines, that sort of thing, um, a lot of those insurance companies out there can build a package for you that covers a lot of that stuff. Um, and so you save on medical bills for your pets. Um, another reason would be to have that peace of mind. So talking about that accident illness kind of thing, um, personally for me, if I had a a little fur baby, um, I would have a little bit of peace of mind knowing that if heaven forbid something happened tomorrow, um, and I had that pet insurance, I wouldn't have to make a difficult decision based purely on financial um, constraints. So um, it's really nice to have 
that pet insurance option to have that peace of mind. Can you, um, can I, I'm yeah. going to jump in there. Can you elaborate for me? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean by difficult decision? Um, so a lot of times just kind of from experience, um, if there's something that's really severe, say, um, I guess one that would be really common is hit by a car. Um, and you know, we need some pretty extensive life-saving surgery, um, I've seen in a couple of cases that we've had to make that decision of we can't afford the procedure. So then we have to make that decision to say goodbye. Um, So euthanasia. Um, So I think that having that pet insurance helps to take that pressure off of of our pet owners because it's a really difficult decision to have to make. So, yeah, so that's extremely distinct and different from a human scenario right Mm -hmm. like you you make a good point and I think maybe that's something that is not always top of mind for a lot of pet owners is that if a life-saving procedure is necessary if if it's not uh, within financial means of the pet owner then the alternative is um, to just end the suffering of that animal so that's a pretty pretty major and tragic juncture to reach. So that's one really good, I think, point about pet insurances. And just to kind of support what you were saying about building different plans, Mm -hmm. um, certainly my understanding of pet insurance is that it's not, it's not going to save money. Mm -hmm. So it's, or, and and I'm less um, educated on it than you are, so so please definitely in, educate me. But mm-hmm. um, you know, in in terms of like the most or the least expensive pet health insurance is probably going to be that kind of catastrophic, yeah. in the same way as it is for humans that catastrophic illness injury. So at least you know if an animal gets really mm-hmm. really sick or really really injured, you won't have to like you said, make that difficult decision. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. Um, So kind of talking about that and, you know, building your different plans, um, talking about that accident illness, um, I think we covered that pretty well. But when we talk about wellness stuff, um, there are companies out there um, and, you know, putting the disclaimer that you should always do your research um, first before you take my word for it. Um, but some companies out there, um, will cover some of the wellness exam, uh, vaccines, sometimes those, uh, prophylactic dental cleanings, not the extractions most of the time, but the, um, preventative care kind of deals. Um, so that is pretty similar to human stuff. So if you build that into your plan, um, they'll cover that preventative, I think up to 90% in some cases of that, of that wellness preventative care cost so um i honestly i was really excited to to talk about this because it it's it helps me so that i can help our clients kind of know what are they looking for what should they look for for sure Um, so what would you say i'm assuming that um and as you mentioned building some of that wellness or preventive care into your insurance um you know, it's going to affect the cost of the insurance. So you could yeah. go about that a couple ways. You could either just 
pay for those things yourself mm -hmm. or you can pay the insurance company for that part of the package and then they end up paying for it. But mm -hmm. how would one go about getting that information about cost? Yeah, so a lot of, in this day and age of um, technology, it's great, it's wonderful. We can actually go to the insurance websites. So um, the ones that I kind of think of off the top of my head are Trupanion, um, ASPCA, or um, even Nationwide and Progressive offer pet insurance. So you can always go to their websites and actually you know, quote out what it would be if you built this sort of plan with them. Um, or you can call them too. Um, I'm sure they're more than happy to kind of walk through things with you and kind of explain the details of um, if you add this, it's going to change your cost to from this to this. Um, how How is the cost structured? Is it similar to human in terms of like a monthly premium and a deductible? And how does that look? Yes. So it's very similar in that regard. So um, you can choose your, like in humans, you can choose your deductible. Um, and so you do pay a monthly fee for it, um, which can vary. It, it really depends on your um what you build into it. So if you kind of get the, I guess, how would we put it, the platinum package, um, including that accident illness, that wellness coverage stuff, um, you know, that can make your monthly um, go up a little bit. Um, and also depending on what breed and what size of pet we have and the age. Um, so those are all things that kind of affect, you know, how much, how much we're going to pay a month for, you know, this premium of, you know, having that lower deductible um, and those wellness kind of things built in. So what would you, how would you counsel people in terms of timing for health insurance for their pets? Honestly, I would say that it's it, the, as soon as possible. So um, younger, like puppy stage is a really good time to think about that. Um, just because, you know, as we get older, um, there's more, um, more of a chance that, you know, we're going to have these chronic illness, sick, you know, accident kind of things. So, um, I would say as, um, as early as possible. Um, so will you just clarify that for me a little mm -hmm. bit? Because probably in most people's minds, when they get a young animal, it's mm -hmm. healthy and likely to be healthy until it mm -hmm. gets older. So why would they want to get the health insurance when their pet is likely to be more healthy? Um, so they would definitely want to get it because your premium will most likely be lower at that time. Um, and you have a less likely chance to have pre-existing conditions. Um, as with humans in the human world, um, a lot of those companies won't cover pre-existing conditions like a, a torn ACL um, or something along those lines. So... Um, and something else to kind of keep in mind is that there is a lot of companies have that 30 day waiting period as well. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what it was. My sister's dog, when he was first seen, he had like a, an itchy ear or something mm -hmm. or diarrhea maybe. And like forevermore, <laughs> if he ever has a problem that's related to gastrointestinal upset, the mm -hmm. insurance company does not cover it. So yeah, yeah just to kind of emphasize your comment in terms of get the pet health insurance when your pet is completely healthy yeah. and ideally before it's had any examinations and has any medical record of exactly. any problems. 
exactly. I, I agree 100%. And it, it does, it seems a little backwards for sure because it's kind of like they, like you said, they're healthy. Why do we need it? <laughs> so, yeah, I totally get that. Um, just a reminder to you all out there, this is a call-in show. So if you have any veterinary-related questions, uh, go ahead and give us a jingle. The number to reach us here is 970-963-2976. So can you give me any idea, and I'm sure it's a pro- probably a broad range, but you know, for humans, health insurance is in the hundreds to thousands of dollars a mm-hmm. month. What about pets? What kind of ranges are we looking at? So kind of like we were talking earlier, um, the, the, it can range. Um, so, um, I actually looked at progressive, um, and they had a a really nice, like frequently asked questions kind of thing. Um, and so I kind of actually borrowed a little bit of information to put all this together. Um, so they were saying it can range anywhere from $9 um, up to $72.50 a month, approximately. It was, um, they were saying that that's kind of like the average that people pay. Um, and I've actually heard that, you know, some people can, you know, pay up to $100 a month or more. Um, again, it kind of depends on breed, age, um, what you build into it. But um, in general, that 9 to 72 is a, is a good kind of number to keep in mind. Wow, that's pretty low, $9 a month. That sounds right? like a good deal. <laughs> if only we could do that for human medicine. That would be great. <laughs> I have a story to share about my parents' dog who uh, they they – took some good advice and they got pet health insurance for him when mm-hmm. he was a puppy and they paid, I, th- I think they, I don't know exactly what their plan was or which mm-hmm. company, but they paid, um, every month. And when he turned, how old was he? I don't think he was even 10. He might've been nine. Mm-hmm. Um, he got diagnosed with cancer. Um, but to that point, she, my mom had told me that she was just t- having a conversation with my dad about how, um, You know, they were probably wasting their money every month and maybe she would consider canceling because he'd been such a healthy dog all of his life and they were just, you know, quote unquote, throwing this money away, sending it to the insurance company every month. And, you know, when that diagnosis was made, like you said, it just, it was huge peace of mind because all of a sudden they really needed that financial support and they didn't have to worry about the cost of it. They were able to get the diagnostics, get the CT scan, um, you know, do the pathology reports, do the x-rays, do the abdominal ultrasound, all of this stuff that can add up to thousands of dollars. Um, and all of a sudden the years and years of paying for the pet health insurance became worth it. That's, that's awesome. Honestly, um, and it's 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 interesting that it worked out that way for sure. I, th- I think somebody had had a um, had a guardian angel at that point. <laughs> yeah, she had almost just canceled it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, do you have any idea as far as like how the insurance works with with that or? Have, I'm just curious as to your experience as far as payment and all that good stuff. Um, my understanding is that <clears throat> as opposed to human medical insurance where the provider, the mm-hmm. health care provider 
office communicates directly with the pet health insurance company and they um, kind of negotiate prices and mm-hmm. compensation more or less. With pet health insurance, I think there's two different ways they can go about it. One way is with, um, now I'm forgetting the word, you probably know it. What is it when the pet health insurance company says, we'll pay X dollars for X thing, It doesn't. we don't care what your provider actually charges for it? Ooh, um, is that like a pre-approval? Oh, I can't think of what that word is. Is that something that you came across in your research? Not, not that I remember. Um, the The main thing that I came across is that most pet insurance companies have a, a reimbursement kind of deal. Um, so where people pay up front and then um, you submit, as the pet owner, you submit your itemized invoice. Um, and a lot of times they'll actually contact us for medical records just to kind of um, see what the diagnoses and stuff was. Um, so you'll end up paying that that upfront cost. And then usually they'll reimburse you up to, in some cases, 90%, depending on which company you go with and what you build in. Um, so I, I think that was the main way. I'm not actually aware if they do like the negotiation or you send the um, the cost and so forth. Yeah. So I my understanding is that that there are those companies that um, just reimburse. So mm-hmm. so as the pet owner, even when you have the insurance, you still have to be able to come up with the cash up front. Yeah. And then you get reimbursed, which there's third-party payment providers like mm-hmm. um, Care Credit. Mm-hmm. So there's ways that you don't actually have to have cash in your bank account, but you yeah. may need a credit to be able to get exactly. things paid for until you get reimbursed. Um, but there are certain companies that have a list of what they will pay for certain oh, things. Gotcha. So they'll pay, you know, $200 for a abdominal surgery or they'll Mm pay $50 for a tooth extraction. They don't actually pay you a percentage of what you actually, what it actually costs you. They have a list, a whole long list of what they'll pay for any individual thing. Oh, Um, so that I think is something to watch out for Mm -hmm. personally. If I was going to get health insurance, I would rather pick a company that I thought was going to reimburse me for what I paid rather than what they think it should have cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that actually brings up a really good point of, you know, when you're looking for that, you should really do your research. Um, like consider your factors as far as like where you're located, um, you know, how long the company has been, you know, established. Um, and like you were saying, making sure that it is that reimbursement instead of they'll pay X amount for X, X procedure. Um, I think that's definitely a good idea to keep in mind, um, as well as, you know, what you want to pay for your deductible as well. If you want to be able to pay low amount for a a lower deductible, um, or, you know, kind of just going through that. So talk to me a little bit more about, um, you made a comment a few minutes ago about the cost of your health insurance being influenced by the breed of your pet. Mm-hmm. How does the breed of your pet uh, influence this whole situation? So in some cases, um, there are certain breeds of animals, 
thinking dogs um, that, you know, have genetic conditions or um, what do they call it? Um, um, congenital diseases that they just pass from, you know, pet to pet in it or from um, offspring and just keep going down the line. Um, For example. So uh, the the one that I think of is um, dilated cardiomyopathy. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or commonly called DCM. So um, I'm trying to think, is it the... And uh, what is that? So it's a disease that... Um, ooh, I'm trying to remember the specifics of it. Um, the heart thickens, basically, um, so, and it it puts a, a heavier, you know, um, stress on the cardiovascular heart system. Um, did I, did I say that right, Dr. Marin? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I okay. think just wanted to kind of clarify for the listeners that it's a heart disease. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. yeah. Heart disease, um, that, uh, is usually congenital. Is it, um, oh, I'm trying to think Dobermans that are most commonly associated with it. Yeah, so um, those kind of diseases um, you need to kind of keep in mind with, you know, the breed of your pet. Some companies will cover those congenital diseases um, to an extent, um, and some won't. So I think that will also influence how much you're paying a month, um, since it is something that we already know that we're going to have and going to have to kind of manage. Well, that'd be kind of a bummer to get health insurance. And just because your pet is a certain breed, the thing that it's most likely to get isn't covered. That would definitely be something I would want to know about ahead of time. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind for sure. Um, Making sure that you're comfortable with what you're getting and paying for. I agree. Um, Just another comment maybe that I could share in terms of experience, previous experience with pet health insurance. Um, you know, it's the big ticket items or, or problems, I should say that tend to be the, the reason why pet health insurance would be considered in general by a lot of people. Um, torn ACLs. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) They happen in people. They happen in dogs relatively frequently and in dogs unfortunately statistically when they injure one ACL there's like a 75 to 80 percent chance that they will also injure the other one Mm -hmm. not sure within what time frame so ACL repair is a major surgery Um, it requires a lot of education skill equipment to perform Um, and then all the anesthesia and the Mm -hmm. pain management and the x-rays and all the things that go into it, you end up looking at a 3,500 to $4,000 bill per knee, Mm -hmm. which is something that most of us would, um, you know, really take some effort to manage. So, um, so I have heard lots of people when they come in and their dog gets diagnosed with an ACL injury, they, Mm -hmm. you know, think, well, can I just, wait to have it repaired because I'll get health insurance now. And then how long do I have to wait before we tell them then? (laughs) And so just going back to your point in terms of like, you really need to have the insurance in place 
while the animal is healthy before it gets sick. And just the reason this kind of came up for me is because your conversation about congenital mm-hmm. um, or hereditary problems, you know, there are certain things that these companies are wise to. And yeah. so they actually put a really long waiting period. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like even if you insure your dog as a puppy, you might not get coverage for an ACL surgery until they're like two years old or something. Cause they really want to make darn sure that yeah. <laughs> you're not trying to pull a fast one. Yeah, for sure. Well, Dr. Marin, it looks like we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I hope you learned a little bit. I know I learned quite a bit from doing the research, but yeah, thanks so much for joining me. Always a pleasure to speak to you, Darren. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys. Have a wonderful afternoon.